Okay, thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, streaming. Across from me, I have Jenny J. Hill Hillegreen. She is all pumped up. She's been listening to Growth Mindset Podcast, and we've been talking about this stuff for about three podcasts now, so she's fired up to do the last one here. I am Greg Detmeyer. We serve as instructional coaches here in Iowa, and since there's a microphone with a little blue light blinking at us, Jenny, and you're waving at it, this is the Instructional <laughs> Coaching Corner, the podcast. Jenny, how are you today? Oh, I'm good. Like you said, I'm pretty pumped up. I'm kind of sad. I'm, I'm pumped up because it's our it's our last podcast talking about growth mindset, but also a little sad. I have enjoyed these last few podcasts and, and the conversation and our guests with Trevor, Reagan, uh, two podcasts, three podcasts ago, and then uh, last podcast with Kelly Simon from our district. They've It's been a good run of uh both, both phenomenal people. Absolutely. So people right now who are listening are like, so it's just Greg and Jenny today, GD, J. Hill, and uh, people are like, we're tuning out. Yeah. We're done. No, we, no special guest today, but we are talking about growth mindset, stuff that we've done in the classroom um, with students or with teachers. So we've kind of talked about big picture with Trevor. Kelly kind of in the last podcast talked about Stuff at a district level or maybe a building level even, even yeah. or like big picture as an organization. And today we are talking, you know, as ICs, as teachers, what can we be doing as that next line with students like growth mindset wise. So Greg, what are some of the things that you've done when you say uh, things that we can now do with students? What are some of those things that you've, uh, you've brought into your building with your teachers? All right. Well, one of them, Jenny, and this is a fun one. I love doing these with a couple classes. We do what we call grit stations sounds once a month. Sounds intriguing. It is pretty intriguing. Tell me more. All right. So a grit station and grit as in like persevere not like Never sand give up. yeah we don't have like a station with grit <laughs> tea materials it's like here's a sand station here's a salt station here's a sugar station it's not like that it's like persevere <laughs> don't give up stations so basically what we do is once a month usually we will put together activities either in the gym or the lunchroom bigger spaces where we have three activities where kids need to do them and these are team building activities that require like Teamwork, strategy, and all of these activities are essentially set up where the first time kids attempt them, they're going to fail. Like each group will experience failure with each um, with each activity they do, which is kind of the point because we're focused on seeing how they work as a group. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of examples. One, it's kind of a favorite, is I have a PVC pipe, which I cut in half, so it's kind of like a half pipe. Sure. And each kid has about an 18-inch portion of that, and they have to get a marble from one spot in the gym into a bucket in another point in the gym, and they have to roll it along the pipes, and usually we make that distance further than them just connecting the pipes. So they kind of have to do the train where once one kid's marble leaves, they have to run to the end of the line and get there. That sounds pretty tough. It is tough, and it's always fun to watch. Like, we'll go up and, like, a lot of times, like, kids will keep trying. They'll show that aspect of growth mindset. They'll be like, all right, we got to keep trying. We can't give up. We got to keep trying. Can't give up. But they don't, like, move on to a new strategy. So then it's like, as a teachers, we have to interject with the group and just talk about, like, all right, you're doing an excellent job not giving up and keep trying. But now as a group, let's figure out what's your next strategy. 
because what you're doing, you keep getting the same results. So going beyond just, hey, we're not going to give up, but now let's come together as a team and think of a new plan. Another one we do is, um, I like to call it nuclear waste. I think I said that right. Hmm. Sometimes I say nuclear. <laughs> nuclear. Nuclear. Nuclear waste. And basically, it's a pop bottle full of water. Um, the less water you have in it, the harder it's going to be. And we set that pop bottle on about a one foot by one foot board with about 14 strings coming off it. And each kid gets a string and they need to lift that pop bottle up and transport it to another area in the gym without it falling over. Ooh, that's another good one. It is. And of course, like before these activities, we will have a little discussion about what we're looking for, what teamwork looks like, and then we'll do the same thing afterwards. And afterwards, it's always fun to pull the kids in and see like, you know, what things did you hear that helped you? And what things did you hear that, you know, it didn't really help the group? And it's amazing seeing what the kids come up with as far as to talk about. Um, one of the big things they always talk about is like the power of naming. So like yeah. sometimes they might be like, Joey! That was an awesome job. And they'll even realize, like, when I said that, Joey, he, he worked even harder. And then some will even realize, like, when I said, Joey, it's all your fault. You dropped the nuclear waste all over us. And we could see how Joey shut down. It's so cool seeing fourth graders at that level being able to see the power of, like, the feedback they're giving each other. Absolutely. So talk to me about the great – you mentioned fourth grade. And I've done these. I've done a couple of your activities. Um with some second grade what are some other ones that you do with you know different grade levels or have you tried these with all of the grade levels oh yes yes um this the the two i just talked about we've gone down to second grade and it seems to work just fine yeah um one of the ones we use for the younger kids is we'll have them hold hands in a line and then we'll give them a hula hoop on one side and say boys and girls you need to get the hula hoop all the way to the other end without letting go of each other's arms and they have to work together to kind of walk themselves through the hula hoop as a unit. And we've done that in preschool, and they get the concept that mm -hmm. if mm -hmm. I just start pulling my partner, it's not going to work. They understand we need to work together here. Well, and I think the power in letting the kids communicate on how they accomplish a task, how, you know what, things are very difficult. And like you said, talking through that and getting kids to say, okay, we can't do it this way because this happens, or we can't do it this way because this happens. Um, we did the activity, the marble activity that you had talked about with yep. the PVC pipe. And uh, when we did that one, we talked about how the marble on the track is like they're learning. So we, we did some analogies with it, like, okay, so the marble fell off the track. How does that relate to something that you've done that's been really hard? Now, you know, one of the kids, it was amazing, had said, well, learning to read. You know, when I, when I really struggle on learning to read, that's like when the marble falls off the track. And we have to figure out how to get that marble back on the track and how the end goal is getting it in the bucket or how the end goal at the end of second grade is I want to be able to read, you know, at this level or whatever it would be. It's also a great way for them to set goals and talk about, you know what, I failed at this or maybe this was difficult for me, but I didn't give up that grit and that perseverance that you talked about with them. One of the cool things that I see too is when kids make, like finally achieve this challenge, it might take them 15, 20 minutes, like they run around the gym like they just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and, I'm, and then it's like, dude, guys, you put a marble in a bucket. But it's the task that they, they had to work hard at a task that was hard and they had to come together and do it. And we'll equate that a lot of times to like their schoolwork where if you have an easy reading test and you ace it and it was so easy you didn't even have to put any time, effort, or energy into it. 
you don't take that one home and put it on the refrigerator. Right. But there could be a super hard test, and you had to prepare for it, and you had to learn all these new things for it, and you take it and maybe get an 80%. But you work so hard for it, that feels good. Because you were pushed, you were challenged to do something difficult, and you achieved that. So that kind of goes into, I, I'm kind of excited to share with you one of the uh, kind of grit station, but more just growth mindset activity activity that we did um, here a couple weeks ago. So I have a classroom and a second grade classroom that does, they kind of wanted to, to really, really focus on growth mindset this year and how to get students thinking about growth mindset. Um, so we decided to go with a theme of celebrate today. And we have six growth mindset words that we kind of focus all of our growth mindset activities around. Um, optimism, gripped, frustration, um, optimistic, empathy, you know, just to name a, a Do you have few like of those. one of those poems for it? Or like a saying? We do not. You do, not. do you have to? No, have I'm just to? saying like those help you remember them. So, like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So this is kind like of a work in progress. Never eat sour wheat. <laughs> never eat sour. What does ne that stand for? Do I want North, east, south, west. The directions. Oh, I was never eat soggy waffles. Well, that's you guys are from Dyersville. <laughs> I like soggy waffles better. Yeah. But so what we did is we have, so we have this celebrate today and it's completely a work in progress. We're coming up with new things to do every day, but um, we actually took a growth mindset book called Everyone Can Learn to Ride a Bicycle. Have you ever read that book? I have not. It's short and sweet, but it talks about the struggles in learning to ride a two wheel bike. And so we read the bike to the kids and it got the kids talking about, oh yeah, I can ride a two wheel bike or it was really hard for me. Um, so we read the book. And then we showed a two-minute YouTube video of this little boy, and I'm not sure where this boy's from, but um, he learned to ride his bike, and his dad had said, tell me how you feel. How, how do you feel right now? What do you want to tell your friends who can't ride their bike? And this little boy stands up on the curb, and he says, I want to tell my friends to just keep going. You can do it. And he said, I feel happy of myself. And you could just see the pride beaming in this little boy. So after we showed the video and the kids were giggling and laughing and like cheering him on, so proud and, and excited for him, I had turned to the kids and we said, talk to us about a struggle that you've had. What has been something that's been really difficult for you? So they were all kind of, they shared with their neighbor, elbow partners and they did that activity. But then the coolest part, and you're going to love this, we brought in a punching bag. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and the boxing gloves. And uh, we actually let the kids come up and they had to talk about what was frustrating for them or something that was really hard for them. And then they got to take a couple jabs at the punching bag. And the best part was is the whole class, the rest of the class that was sitting and listening was cheering for their friends and saying, don't give up. You can do it. I mean, we had, I couldn't, it was really hard for me to learn how to do my flip flops. One little girl was, it was hard for me to learn to read or math, but my favorite one this little boy gets up there and he's got his boxing gloves on and he says... You, stop. Okay. Did you have Eye of the Tiger, like we the did. Rocky theme? We playing? had Eye of the Tiger okay, playing okay. in the background. So this little boy gets up there and he's just standing. He's ready to go at this punching bag. And do you know what he said? He goes, coloring inside the lines. And he just body slammed. Just went nuts. He went crazy. He fell over on the punching bag. And the teacher and I just stood and laughed. And he was so 
it, it was the funniest thing ever. And the rest of the class was like, you can do it. You can color inside the lines. It so, is tough to color inside the lines. The smallest things that we don't think about kids struggling on. I kept thinking everybody was going to say learning to ride a bike because that was kind of the theme in the book that we had read. But every single student came up with something different. That's awesome. It that was great. So cool. And the coolest part was I'm sure you were holding the bag and looking at me. You're like, hit the bag, rock. You're going to eat lightning and crap thunder, kid. Just like Mickey from Rocky, weren't you? No, but I really think that I should get you repeating that quote that I can share with them. Every time. Every, every time. time. Just get out there and hit it. <laughs> Go for the body rock. <laughs> so we got a new book, kind of switching gears here. We got a new book this year from Miss um, Simon, and it was the Mindset Coaching book. Talk, talk a little bit about how you've utilized that uh, within your building. It's a great book. It is great. I really enjoy it. And on two levels. So first, there are monthly activities with kids that you can that you can use to teach kids about mindset and it even goes deeper. We're only a couple months in, but like with the kids we've been working with, like we're literally learning about the brain. And we're diving into like this part of the brain does this. This part of the brain does this. And then we're even talking like about neurons and showing them that as you do things more often, and the more you practice something, your neurons actually fire faster. They get better at doing that, which is awesome for the kids to see. It's also awesome as teachers, because there's a lot of tips within this book about like, where am I at with my beliefs on growth mindset? Mm -hmm. There's also like, how can I set up my classroom where it's like mindset friendly? Um, and the, even like, talking with parents like there's a parent letter like this is what a fixed mindset parent letter would look like this is what a growth mindset parent would look like or letter would look like how and great just, is that to even just know how to communicate to parents about a fixed and a growth mindset so just all these little like tidbits in there not only to help the kids but to help the teacher and one of my favorite parts about this is at the beginning of the year there is a growth mindset inventory basically a little assessment that the kids fill out fill out on themselves and we gave that the beginning of the year and we're not sure if they have them come back to it at the end of the year but we're going to have them take it again at the end of the year just to see how far they've come with when they approach something like do they naturally go fixed mindset is or are they approaching things more with a growth mindset that's great. We we did that a little bit with our celebrate today in those six words. We kind of asked the kids what their thoughts were, you know, what does this word mean? what does it look like? And so we've, we're kind of doing the same thing where we're going back to it a couple times throughout the year just to see how does their definition of these words change. So I like that we can get the kids thinking about their mindset and where they are with it. Are they fixed? Are they a growth mindset? And like Kelly said in the last podcast, it's okay to be between both. You, you're not always going to be the fixed mindset or you're not always going to have the growth mindset. So and I think that's what we talk. I mean, Trevor talked about that too. It's mm -hmm. like, there's going to be areas of your life where it's going to be harder to approach it with a growth mindset and you naturally want to be that zoo tiger. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So this past summer we went to um, the Teaching and Engaging with Poverty in Mind conference in Texas uh, with Eric Jensen. And I think you nailed it when you said that, you know, in the Mindset Coach book, talking about the brain and the neurons and how the neurons change. One of the biggest things that Eric Jensen talked about was how we as educators 
and for our students, we need to make sure that they understand that brains can change. That how, how you are today is not the level of knowledge that you're gonna have tomorrow. That our brains change. The more we learn, the more our brains grow. Um, he talked about teaching strategies that you know teachers need to think about in instilling that growth mindset. Um, one of the biggest things is making sure that we we make the kids feel like they belong to an academic community that within our classroom um that that our students have the ability to grow with the effort the more effort they put in the more that they're going to grow and really making sure that we tell our kids you can succeed at this that making sure if we see those kids that look like they're getting down on themselves saying hey you know what it's okay that it's not it's not that easy right now I'm going to help you through it and we're going to get through this together. Just keep working at it. So building that growth mindset. And then also just always making sure that the things that we're teaching and the things that we're doing with the kids have value to them. The more that they value what we're doing, the more they're going to be invested and engaged in the activities. So, And Jenny, as you talk about those things, like I can't, I can't help but think of like how one, how powerful that is to like let kids know you failed. That's okay. But then also the next step where you said, like, we're going to sit down and we're going to figure out some strategies to do this so we can get to where we want to be. Mm -hmm. So if a kid's struggling, like maybe they're struggling with their multiplication. It's okay that Joey is struggling. Now let's figure out some strategies to get you, Joey, where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And setting student goals. You know, we, we know where we want them to go, but getting them to see that and getting them to buy into that goal and wanting to, to achieve that, that's huge. And seeing them, it's so powerful when we see students and, and you finally see it's like they believe that they can do it. And mm -hmm. that's awesome when they, they see that, you know, my teacher believes I can do it, but now, like, you know what, I think I can do it. Right. It's a right. whole new level of motivation when that kicks in. Yep. Jenny, one, other, one cool thing that we did was we tried to get parents involved a little bit more. Um, this was my time at, in my time at Cascade. Uh, we were on the sign list, so we did some stuff with community, enga community engagement. And one of the things we did was we had family nights, and one of the activities that the parents did was they wrote letters to their students or for, to their children with growth mindset statements. So they wrote a letter for their child, um, and we provided, like, here's some phrases, here's some lingo. We did a little presentation on, like, what growth mindset is, what fixed mindset is, and they wrote a letter to their child. We put it in an envelope, and then it was actually the week before Iowa assessments, so their standardized test, and as kids came in, we handed them those envelopes. And they sat down before they took their test, opened it up, and read an encouraging growth mindset-focused letter from their parents talking about how they know the test might be hard but they really love how their child is persevering through it and trying their best and working hard and, and doing what they need to do and not just going through and filling in bubbles and for those kids who didn't like parents didn't show up it was pretty simple fix we just had you know other people within the building who had a relationship with that kid did the same thing they wrote him a little note what a great idea and how powerful it was even to engage parents in an activity like that to know kind of some of those growth mindset things how they can talk to their kids because I think that's another really important thing is that we don't just want to tell our kids good job or oh you you did great there you know it's important to say 
you know what, you worked really hard on this and I'm really proud of you, but how can we make sure that it, it's even better? Or if something's struggling, I really like the effort that you're putting in, what can we do together to make sure that you get to, you know, where, where, whatever they need to do, wherever they need to go, um, that we're not just telling them, good job. Yeah. And Jenny, it was so cool with that. You know, like Iowa assessment, standardized tests, it's like a week-long process. Mm -hmm. There were kids who were like, they would have that letter on their desk every test they took, and they'd reread it. How neat. Just for a little motivation. It's so cool. How neat. Well, one thing, um, this kind of goes the opposite way. You know, I, I taught first grade for a few years, and I think one of the biggest things that we, I would hear from parents is how frustrated they would get with their students when they were learning to read. And so trying to help parents understand how difficult it is for a first grader who goes from not being able to read hardly anything to being able to read chapter books by the end of the school year. It was really hard to kind of get them to understand kind of the process through what the kids had to do. So I always sent home um, a letter to the parents that was written phonetically. So it said like dear, D-E-A-R, mm -hmm. or D-E-E-R, and parents. So it was P-A-R-A-N-T-S. Just like a kid so would write. Just like a kid would write it. And it would explain that how as your child is learning to read, this is the process that they're going through, um, and to be patient with them and, and uh, how to encourage their students. So it's kind of like opening the door to... Even though you're frustrated, your child is probably frustrated too. Here are some things and ways that you can encourage them and, and keep them going with wanting to learn to read and to become lifelong readers. So um, kind of the opposite where we sent that letter home to the parents. Oh, I like um, that. That's pretty cool. I mean, I think that would even like show them too. Like that's a lot of how kids write. Mm -hmm. Like it, it would let them know like, hey, this is okay for my kiddo to be writing like this. Yeah. It's phonetic. I can read it still. Yeah. And another idea, you kind of talked about uh, family nights. We had one, uh, we did not do this one yet, but this is one that I would love to do. We heard this one with Jensen this past summer when we were in Texas again, uh, about hosting a job fair for kids. So having community businesses, local businesses from your community come in and have a job fair where they would talk to the kids about what they do at their work. Um, so, you know, you would have... Uh, somebody from the library or maybe, you know, a tech person from the school district come in and talk about computer literacy. You could bring in a restaurant that would talk about healthy cooking. So on, it's not just, you know, boosting that, you know what, kids, here's some goals. Here's some things that you can work towards with, you know, what you want to be when you grow up, how you have to hard work pays off, but also like some of the, um, Topics that would get brought up, like healthy cooking, would be good for some of those parents, you know, listening to, oh, here's a great healthy recipe that you mm -hmm. can have for your kids. So bringing the parents and the kids together, hosting a job fair for the kids, but also bringing in parents and encouraging the kids, like, this is what our hard work does, you know, pays off. So another thing that we did... Um, Read Across America Day was by far my favorite day last year. It was such a fun day, um, but we had community members come into every single classroom had a different community member come in and read their favorite books and the one thing that we really tried to focus on was them sharing stories from their grade school experience things that were difficult for them as a child but how they overcame them and then a little bit about their job and what what they do now just to show kids not everybody nobody has it easy all the time that we have those struggles we have those failures but when we work hard Here's where we can. Here's where we can go. That's so cool, Jenny. Um, and it even kind of reminds me a little bit about in one of our earlier podcasts about mindset. I kind of mentioned like 
so often we don't hear people's stories to success. We mm -hmm. just see them as successful people. So it's like, cool. It's like, hey, that guy, they own, they own a gas station. But here's some struggles they had to get through to get to that point. Or, you know what, they're a successful banker. Here's some struggles they had to get through to get to that point. And for kids to see, like, they, he didn't just wake up and was all of a sudden a good banker. Mm-hmm. Pretty powerful. It is. So, I'm kind of excited for this, uh, I guess I should ask, is there anything else? I have nothing. So, I have, I have down I've had our... nothing this whole podcast, I feel like. You have, you know, you brought in some, your grit stations, honestly, if you take anything from Greg this time, take his grit stations. Send him, give us, give us some listener mail and ask him for some examples and pictures and all that of uh, his grit stations because they are powerful and completely engaging in the conversations that we get the students talking, you know, having from doing those activities is amazing. It's good so, stuff. So speaking of listener mail and hopefully people responding back to this, um, asking more questions about some of the things that we do within our buildings, you have a special um, I do. shout out. I have kind a of? call out. So over Thanksgiving, my mom and I got into a conversation and she kind of mentioned how she's been listening to all my podcasts. Really? Which kind of struck me because I'm like, I don't see mom as someone who's going to sit down and listen to him one, but she was saying like how proud she was. She was like, I listen and it's like, oh, that's my son. He's talking about some cool stuff. And uh, I'm going to challenge my mom because I don't okay. know if I quite believe her. So mom, if you are listening, you need to send us some listener mail. <laughs> you can do that. Anybody can too. You don't just have to be my mom to send me listener mail. You can do that by going to www instructionalcoachingcorner.com there will be a little tab at the top that says listener mail click on that you'll be able to follow all the directions on your own from that point because it's really just asking for your name email and the message you want to send to uh, Jenny and I you can send us anything maybe you have some growth mindset stuff you've done with your kids maybe you have a cool rocky quote that you really like maybe you let kids uh, in elementary school punch bags as well if you do, let us know. We'd love to hear. You might even get it read on on uh, the podcast here. Speaking of podcasts, our old podcast, our archived ones, are also at our website. Our new ones are released every other week, usually on Tuesdays. And you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, and Podcast Addict. Jenny, anything else from you? I, th I feel like we have done Growth Mindset Up. I agree. It's such a powerful topic, and I'm glad that we kind of broke it down the way that we did, and hopefully um, all of our listeners out there feel the same, that we gave a good description, good background of it, but now we're leaving with some things that they can take back to their buildings or their wherever they come from. I agree, and, and kind of one of my goals was I don't want to just talk about the theory behind it. I want to talk about, like, What's it look like? And I feel we did a, a pretty good job of that. So hopefully this has been beneficial to people. And as we leave, I want you to ask yourself, what one thing could I do tomorrow that will make me a better version of myself? Then wake up and go do it. Because greatness isn't achieved by one event, but instead a series of small, intentional steps. Go out, 